Welcome to Grow Operation, Building the Business of Cannabis, a podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs and executives from the companies shaping the future of the legal cannabis industry. On today's episode, we're talking to Josephine Nowitz, co-founder and managing partner of Cannabis Creative Group, an award-winning performance-based marketing agency for the cannabis and CBD industry that works with clients all over the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and Europe to expand their market share and grow their business through creative digital marketing campaigns, website design and development, SEO, social media, email marketing, packaging design, branding, and more. Josephine Nowitz, co-founder and managing partner of Cannabis Creative Group. Welcome to the Grow Operation Podcast. Thanks, Alex. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, so before we dive into Cannabis Creative Group, uh, CCG, and what you're doing today, why don't you give the audience a little background on yourself and what you were up to before uh, co-founding Cannabis Creative Group? Yeah. So I have been in digital marketing for about a decade. Prior to Cannabis Creative Group, I was working for our parent company, which is an agency based in Boston. It's been around for about 12 years in Boston. And we worked in all industries. And the last, most recently, last few years, the the CEO and I decided that we wanted to branch off and develop uh, Cannabis Creative as its own cannabis and CBD specific agency. It seemed like in 2017, it, it seemed like the right time to really focus on this niche. And we are really grateful that we made that choice. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. So what is it about the cannabis industry that kind of sparked your interest? Uh, and then give the audience a little bit of background on Cannabis Creative Group itself. Sure. Um, yeah, so as I said, uh, working for an agency for about you know, a decade now, you know, we were building websites for all the industries, uh, doing a lot of complex, challenging projects, um, like developing e-commerce stores online, working with clients to grow their businesses. And for our team, you know, we were producing some really fantastic work. And when we saw that Massachusetts, where we're based, um, was legalizing recreational cannabis in, in 2017, we saw a huge opportunity there. And we had been talking about it for a little while prior. We had taken on cannabis clients prior. We had been working with dispensaries, medical dispensaries in New England before, um, and kind of getting our our feet wet, so to speak, with the industry a bit. Uh, And in 2017, November 2017, I I turned to our CEO and I said, this is an opportunity and I think we should jump on it. Uh, Here's a domain that's available, cannabiscreative.com. Let's just just lock it in. Let's go for it. Uh, He was super excited. We, uh, we bought the domain, we, we got the LLC established, we brought an investment group, board of advisors to really set this thing up properly. And I also said to him, I'm also looking for a change in my personal life. I am able and willing to move out to the West Coast to really explore cannabis from a much more established uh, perspective. So I moved out to Seattle about three and a half years ago, and it's probably personally and uh, professionally one of the best decisions I've, I've made for the company. That makes a lot of sense. And I think the, the transition uh, probably didn't seem obvious at the time, but now it's pretty obvious. Um, and I know that you're a member of the uh, National Cannabis Industry Association Marketing and Advertising Committee. So obviously you're 
you're fully, fully into the cannabis industry at this point. Like that's like your bread and butter. I'm in deep. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, I do want to touch on one thing that, that kind of, I, I, I glanced over a little bit because we dove pretty quickly into CCG, but you're originally from Denmark. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Born, and- uh, born in Denmark, um, immigrated to the U S my family in, in the late nineties. Awesome. And I assume when you, when you came over here, cannabis was probably not the first thing you expected to get involved in. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, no, but, uh, you know, growing up in, in the U S I think a lot of, a lot of families immigrate to the U S because of the opportunity here. And it, it's just, it's very motivating to kind of be part of a new marketplace, to be part of a new industry you know, billions of dollars are, you know, involved in this industry now. And it's just exciting. And that's, that's such a, you know, American dream type of, of concept. So it's exciting to be able to be part of that. That's cool, because it's kind of like finding the coming here for the opportunity, and then finding the opportunity within that opportunity. Um, so it's kind of like the, the two for one special. Um, I want to dive back into to Cannabis Creative Group, CCG. Um, I'll refer to it as just CCG, just for the sake of brevity going forward. Um, you guys are obviously a, a digital marketing agency. You guys do stuff kind of across the board, um, tons of different stuff. Um, tell us like just kind of the, the different types of projects that you guys do. And then some of the unique challenges. I know you kind of define it as digital red tape, doing campaigns and, and building sites and doing all this stuff in cannabis. So talk about kind of the, the different things you do and where some of that red tape comes in. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, working with clients in this space for the last five plus years, um, we've had to learn a lot. It, it's definitely from a digital perspective, uh, very unique. And um, I, as you know, being involved in the industry, each state has its own regulations in the U.S., so that makes it even more complicated w- with what you can say and do from a marketing perspective as well. Um, so for us, you, we work with everyone. I mean, everybody needs marketing. Marketing this in this day and age is lead generation. Um, we're performance-based digital marketing agency. Um, we can make something really, really beautiful if it's if it's a website or even packaging design or your brand. We can also make it effective for you in your business and reach your business goals. And I think that's one of the most important things to focus on in this digital era that we're in. Um, It's not just about, you know, design. It's also about driving traffic, driving leads, converting those leads into sales, growing the business for our clients. Um, So we partner with our clients uh, year over year and we help them grow um, and we help dispensaries with branding, website design. Um, we can help with Google advertising, which there's a lot of complexities involved with. Um, we also work with extraction companies, labs. We work with a lot of CBD e-stores as well. Uh, anyone, yeah, you name it, you know, in the in the cannabis and CBD space where we're working with them. Nice. And I think I think it's super interesting to hear about some of the unique challenges to marketing in the space because, you know, I find with cannabis businesses, no matter what realm they're in, you have to find those unique challenges, whether it's in payments, in banking, in cultivation, in marketing, there's like specific nuances that are 
you know, very challenging to the cannabis space for each different kind of realm you can be in. So it's always interesting to hear the different perspectives from people who are in the cannabis industry, but taking, you know, different approaches. Um, is there a certain size business that you guys work with? Like, do you tend to work with smaller businesses, uh, larger corporations? Like what is the, the kind of size of business you guys are normally working with? Yeah, we work with everyone. Uh, we work with everyone from mom and pop shops to multi-state operators. Uh, because the industry is so new, we work with a lot of new businesses as well that are really just getting established. Um, but I think for us, a lot of our clients come to Cannabis Creative because we, we act as that central node for them. We can help them with everything from finding the right payment partner and finding the right POS system, seed sale software, um, and also help with their all of their marketing needs. So a lot of our clients come to us because they need not only the marketing piece, but they also need the, the business consulting and the recommendations because it's a new market. Um, they don't have all those answers. Um, so definitely a, a big reason why they come to us. And, and yeah, I mean, we work with everyone. We are working in many, the majority of the, the legalized states now. We have clients in Canada, Mexico, uh, and the UK as well. So you guys are international? Yes. Awesome. Yes, very excited to be back in, in Europe. <laughs> I'd love to travel there post-COVID soon. You and me both. <laughs> so we kind of we kind of touched on what you guys do at CCG and who you do it for, but I'd love for you to dive a little bit deeper into like what the importance of dispensary branding is, uh, and and what role that does play in their business. Yeah, yeah, dispensary branding is really important, and I think for me, I've traveled around the U.S. and and seen the the application of, you know, the industry in various states. And the industry looks very different in, in Washington state than it does in Massachusetts or California and Vegas, you know, is very different from Chicago um, and Denver. So, you know, these companies have different needs. They have different red tape that they're dealing with. We have clients that are allowed to do billboards because their state allows it. And we have clients that aren't allowed to. We have clients that are allowed to sell apparel um, and we have clients that aren't. So, um, so much, we, our team just needs to have a good understanding of what is allowed in those states. Um, we have clients in, you know, Arkansas that is only medical, you know, it runs the gamut. Um, so a lot of, a lot of challenges, um, but also a lot of opportunity, I would say. Yeah, I think education is a, a really important thing for any person working in the cannabis industry. And I've kind of joked before that anyone who's been in the industry for over a year deserves some honorary degree um, because you kind of <laughs> have to know all these different states. What are all the nuances there? Um, and it can be challenging to remember all of that. You obviously touched on on COVID and, and, and you know, payment options and stuff of that nature. Um, and COVID has accel accelerated kind of digital options for purchasing cannabis online. Uh, what role has like the actual payment of uh, cannabis online played for you guys when you're dealing with e-commerce customers or customers that build an e-commerce site as part of their business? Like where does payments and, and kind of online ordering come into that for you guys? Yeah, yeah. And you, you'd asked about um, the importance of branding before. So I'll address that too. 
when it comes to making a, as a consumer, you're making a choice of which dispensary to go to. You're going to choose the top four P's. You're going to choose the price, the product variety. You're going to choose the the location, the convenience to you. And you're also going to subconsciously choose the brand the most resonates with you. So now the industry is rapidly growing so quickly, you know, more and more states are legalizing each year. Um, there's talks of federal legalization. The market's getting a lot more competitive. And some of these folks, um, some of these dispensaries that have been around for a while or are spending millions in their build out are seeing competitors popping up in their neighborhoods, right? Um, so they come to us to help differentiate between you know, the option, the other options in their area. Um, so focus branding is not just about a logo design. Branding is about messaging. Branding is about packaging design. You know, we have clients that we work with where we'll develop, we'll, our creative team will design, you know, multiple product lines with different brands. So the customer walks into the shop and they feel like they're walking into an experience or, you know, a high-end jewelry store and they're seeing a variety of products and behind the scenes that shop might be vertically integrated and all that product's coming from the same cultivation. Um, but it's all about that design, creative perspective, um, and then also messaging. Having a, a good story, you know, being minority-owned or, or female-owned, woman-owned, um, is also really important to customers um, and messaging that properly is something that we help with. Um, yeah, and now we're, you know, we're getting into this kind of gray area of a post-COVID environment and people are, you know, what I was I was saying recently to somebody is we're kind of getting into the, the, ro the roaring 20s of the 2020s and, and people are eager to be social, right? And, and yeah. cannabis is essential and it's such a, big part of being social um, and people are wanting to get together. So making sure that you have a, a safe environment where your bud tenders are wearing masks or if it's clearly communicated whether or not they're um, vaccinated, it just subconsciously makes customers walking into your dispensary just feel safer. Um, yeah. So just taking that extra step and making sure that that customer service level is there that's all that's all part of branding as well it's important like everything from what your bud tender says to your customer to how they order online how easy it is for them to order through your website that's all branding right and that's all subconsciously you know even the bud tender speaking they may it may not directly come from your team um, but the branding and the messaging that you're creating is funneling down at some level to the way they're speaking about the business and so I think it's really interesting how subconscious that can be. Um, I know I threw a lot at you in, in kind of one set of questions. So I do want to give you a chance to touch on kind of COVID accelerating the digital options for online ordering. And, you know, one, just your general thoughts on that, but two, your unique perspective as someone who's actually helping build these e-commerce sites for people and thinking through the different platforms and, and payment options that they might use. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we build websites for our dispensary, clients. Um, we, we design a beautiful site. But we also make sure that the user experience is really high end. Um, and part of that is ease of ordering online for delivery, if possible, curbside pickup, or just <clears throat> being able to see the menu that's up to date on their website. So we work with the major players. We're partnered with you know, iHeartJane. We're partnered with Dutchie. 
uh, sticky guide, um, you name it. And we help guide our clients to find the right fit for them. We don't put, push them in any specific direction. And it allows us to design and develop a variety of different websites with different options based on the, the dispensary's needs, based on the customer's needs in that area. We can design sites that have a medical menu, a recreational menu, all of that. COVID has obviously accelerated delivery if it's possible in your state, but just online ordering, curbside pickup, in, not just in cannabis, in all industries. Um, and people want convenience. You know, COVID helped accelerate that because it, it was a kind of an out of a necessary, um, but it's also because cannabis is clearly very essential to people. So we saw a lot of growth there. We're very confident that, you know, having um, in the digital era that that's going to continue to grow and be be consistent post-COVID. And it's, it's really important to have a website that works, allows people to order easily. You know, it works well on mobile and tablet devices because that's that's how people are buying cannabis these days. Yeah, as a as a marketer, as someone who works in in the cannabis industry, and someone who deals with uh, ecom partners and, and other POS partners, I will say that I agree with all of those assumptions that you're making uh, for the post COVID world. Yeah, I know you touched in in kind of the branding piece of this, how you want to create kind of the best possible brand, and you want to make that business the one that's most attractive to consumers. So I'm I'm just curious if you ever run into a situation where you're working with two dispensaries or two businesses that kind of are in kind of the same vicinity and what, what it's like in your, from your perspective to say like, our goal is to make every dispensary or every business. <laughs> and now I'm trying to attract the same target audience to this, to two different places. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and we run into that all the time because it's such a competitive market. So the goal isn't for us and our clients not to make the best dispensary possible, it's to what, like I said, to offer the best option to that specific consumer possible. If that consumer is looking for a medical experience, um, again, experience is everything from store to digital to the products that you're offering, how the bud tenders are communicating to you, what they're wearing, all of that. So at the end of the day, it comes down to the quality of the products, which we're not plant touching. We can we can write up beautiful product descriptions and help you sell your products. But at the end of the day, the cultivators are the ones that are growing the cannabis. Um, so that, and then obviously price, convenience, location, um, all of that as well. Um, people are looking for delivery, ease of ordering. They want, they want what they want as quickly as possible for the best price, most convenient way, right? Definitely. Uh, the four Ps keep making a, an appearance here, and I feel like I'm back at school at the University of Michigan, back in, in marketing. Class. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate this. Learning. I went to uh, I went to Eisenberg School of Management at, at UMass, and they uh, yeah they they pounded that into us quite a bit. Yep, no, I, I love that. Uh, giving me some some nostalgia here. Um, <laughs> so we've touched a lot about creating this this online presence, um, and, and you probably wouldn't say this yourself because you seem to be a more humble person than this, but I know you guys won a Hermes Creative Award in 2020. Uh, you won gold for web design and development for BFFHemp.com, which is Blue Forest Farms, an organic 150 acre hemp farm and CBD line in Colorado. 
Tell me about that project, about that project, what stood out about that project too, and, and give the audience a little bit of background on the, the Hermes Creative Awards, because I'm assuming most of them will not know what that is. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so the uh, the BFF Hemp uh, website is a, a CBD site. Um, they have a large organic hemp farm in Colorado, um, and we help them design everything from their, their packaging, to their labels, to their e-commerce website experience. Um, it was a really fun project. I was involved from everything with everything from the the design the nuts and bolts to the actual launch of the site um we've learned we learned a lot from it you know there are challenges when it comes to payment processing which you know a lot about alex and um for e-commerce that is you know certainly a challenge uh, particularly when it comes to cbd but we work with a lot of cbd companies it's it's a very different it's a very different strategy to market a CBD line as it is a THC brand or a cannabis um, or a dispensary. So we have a, a different team that really focuses on our CBD clients. So do you have you? So you have different teams within within CCG that are are dealing with like kind of the different areas of cannabis, right? CBD, hemp uh, versus like plant touching and dispensary. Yeah, yeah. So we have a team of about 50 people, um, the majority of which are in Boston, headquartered in Boston, but we also have folks all over the U.S. And we have a creative team, graphic designers, you know, some of which have worked with major you know, beverage brands, major uh, athletic brands in the past that were eager to, to get into cannabis. Um, we have a web development team, search SEO team, uh, social media. Um, we write content, pretty much everything in the, the digital realm we can handle. And yeah, we have specialists that have, you know, the, the CBD background and experience. We just hired um, a director of marketing from uh, her ex company was a, a major CBD company in, in Colorado. So we're we're growing our team. We're also getting smarter and we're trying to learn from all the trials and error that we've done over the last few years so that we can bring that back to our clients and, and not have them, you know, we often have clients come to us and say, Hey, I tried to run ads on, you know, Facebook or Google and I got shut down. And, you know, my, my other agency doesn't have any CBD or cannabis experience. Um, and that's why I'm coming to you guys. And, and that's the, reason why you know a lot of our clients work with us is because we've already done a lot of the trial and error we know what works what doesn't work we know what you can say we know you can show um to avoid getting getting banned getting your whole instagram taken down that's that's a nightmare and it happens often for for cannabis no definitely i i appreciate all that information so uh, you guys clearly have a big team. Um, if you are listening and you are a hemp business or thinking of opening a hemp business, go to bffhemp.com. That is quite literally by the Hermes Creative uh, Standards, a, the gold standard for uh, hemp websites. You touched a little bit on, you know, the, the idea of getting shadow banned. And, and as someone who works in payment processing in the cannabis industry, I can definitely 
sympathize with, you know, people getting shut down for payment processing and, and running with bad actors or people who don't really know what they're doing in that space. But I'm curious if you have specific info or tips. Um, you don't have to give it all away. Obviously, people can come find uh, Cannabis Creative Group, you know, if they really need the help. But if you have some just high level info or tips that you could give on social content and avoiding, you know, getting shadow banned on Facebook, inter Instagram or, or other social platforms. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my 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 main tip is to is to find somebody or an agency or a company that knows what they're doing and has a track record of success. Don't try and do it yourself. Uh, don't try to run ads on your own or any sort of advertising campaigns um, because it it will not only could you get shut down, but you can have long term effects. Your profiles can get taken down. Um, your your you can have effects on your your domain, your website. Um, so that's number one. Just if you are looking to run ads, find someone who knows what they're doing. And also, you know, try to experiment with different domains. Don't risk your domain running ads directly to your website. You know, uh, experiment by purchasing other domains, trying to run ads to those um, is something that we recommend. And then also, be really careful about the language that you use. You know, you can't, obviously you can't market towards underage people as well. So making sure that you're not marketing cannabis on TikTok, for example, in front of, you know, young teens, um, just be really cautious of where you're marketing or where you're driving paid traffic. And then the terms that you're using, stay away from cannabis, stay away from THC, stay away from pictures of bud and flower and people smoking stick more towards um, lifestyle imagery. That makes sense. So you said a lot of things there, but I, one thing stood out in particular to me because obviously COVID has left everybody at home, left everybody to find kind of creative ways to entertain themselves. And I think for me personally, and people who know me that are listening to this will, will know this is true. TikTok is something that I've become super interested in. Just, just <laughs> just fascinated by like the creators on there. Mm -hmm. People are always like, yeah. are you spending a lot of time on there? And I'm like, I see it as kind of an escape from the Netflix side of, of my personal, you know, media consumption, not taking time from my, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Cause I think it's like really more entertainment for me than it is like social content uh, the way I see it. But I'm curious, like what you guys have done on TikTok, like what your view on TikTok specifically is. Cause I think TikTok, you know, other than maybe Clubhouse right now is probably like the hottest name in social media. Yeah, I was going to bring up Clubhouse, actually. Um, Clubhouse is an interesting one, particularly for cannabis. And uh, a lot of people are talking about it right now. Um, yeah, TikTok is, is, I mean, from a consumer content perspective, it's like, it's like YouTube. It's very entertaining. It's uh, low commitment, I would say, for someone who's looking to just kind of be casually entertained. You're not looking to get into a drama series, for example. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, you know, we we are careful about it because the typical age range is lower than what would make sense for our clients. Yeah, I think you'd probably, I mean, just, just knowing my friends, I can say you'd probably be surprised how many people that are the right age that are out there, um, but it definitely does skew younger. And I think that's I think that's the general trend in social media is it, it starts young. And then, you know, uh, in 2007, I believe when I joined Facebook, it was like 
all high school kids. And now like I barely go on Facebook and my mom and dad are like, did you see what got posted on Facebook today? Um, so it's, yeah. it's, it's really interesting to see how like <laughs> the young generations are always the ones to adopt. And then when they get bored of something, by that point, the older people have been like, oh, this is cool. And they feel hip because they finally have caught up. So yeah, we'll see if that happens with TikTok. Not sure. There's actually, you know, some people I follow on TikTok that are like way older, like, you know, like 60 plus. And I think that they're really funny. And I think it's, it's, it's a great creative outlet, I think, for anybody who has the right personality. Uh, But not to get bogged down in in a, in a long, you know, conversation. (laughs) I know you talked about, you know, shadow banning and, and running ads, uh, and I'm not going to press you on this one because I don't want you to steal any of your secrets or give the audience any of your, your, your secrets. But I know that you guys are one of the only agencies capable of running Google ads um, in the cannabis hemp CBD space. So um, you don't have to give away the tips or give away the secrets, but how does, how does one, you know, get in that position? And, and, and what does that say about kind of the credibility that you guys have built in kind of the cannabis hemp CBD space? Yeah. Uh, Well, I can say that it's all about talent and making sure that you have a really talented team behind you. Um, I'm just co-founder, you know, I'm just the face of the company and I have a team of really, really fantastic, talented, experienced people behind me that um, are making all of this work. That makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I can definitely relate to that. I say all the time, I'm a, I'm a, I, I have a good personality maybe, and I can, and I can schmooze with people, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes at Aeropay that are, are making a lot of things happen um, that I personally can't, couldn't make happen. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful for our awesome team. As I said, we're growing, we're hiring. So please take a look at our website if you are looking for a role in cannabis. Um, and I'm also really proud to say that, you know, we are 51% female as well. So happy women's month. You know, we're, we're trying to build a team of diverse experienced people that are just awesome. So really, really happy with where we're at right now and we're growing fast. Yeah. Quick shout out to the CCG team and, and the AeroPay teams, but the ending here that you you gave uh, on that answer is a perfect segue to kind of where I wanted to go. We've talked a lot about kind of the, the digital stuff, the marketing stuff, uh, the cannabis stuff, but obviously you are a female founder um, in the cannabis industry. Uh, according to a marijuana business daily survey in 2019, nearly 37% of senior level jobs, uh, cannabis companies were held by women, making the percentage of women executives in the cannabis space far higher than the national average of 21% for all businesses in the United States. So I kind of want to ask you a two-pronged question here and feel free to answer in whatever order or in whatever fashion that you see fit. But first, why do you think that number is larger in cannabis and what is it about the cannabis space that's presenting opportunities to women? And then on the second side, that number is obviously still low. You touched on CCG alone is 51%, um, which is you know 14% higher than the industry as a whole. So what can be done to bring further equity to the industry for, for women? Yeah, for for women and BIPOC uh, people as well. Um, equity is, is really, really important, and, and it has been for years in, in cannabis. It's obviously over the last 12 months become a larger topic of conversation, um, and I'm really glad that it is. Uh, it, it's With cannabis, there's a lot of bad history with the war on drugs and just hundreds of years of, of people um, not, not being treated right and, and not having access and you know, 
um, being incarcerated for for cannabis, which is absurd. Um, so for us, we are, as you said, 51% female. I'm, I'm super proud of that. It's really important to me that we build a, a diverse team um, and we are hiring for diversity. I think that when it comes to this industry, I think one of the reasons why a lot of women are, are stepping up into executive roles is because um, they have allies beside them. You know, I am co-founder to my male counterpart. He's, he was a CEO of the agency and I was working for him before. And I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now if he didn't give me that opportunity and believe in me and, and bring me on as his business partner. So, you know, respecting women, giving them executive positions and opportunities like this has everything to do with having good, good allies um, in the space. So there's that. And I think also because of the regulations, because each state has its own rules, because this industry um, is so product focused, you know, women are really great product developers and, and, and marketers. And that's why I think we see a lot of hemp and CBD companies that are women owned and even products that are developed by women for women. You know, we see, uh, we see, feminine products. We see sex products um, as well in this industry. And that's an interesting kind of segment that's happening too. Um, so I think those are the reasons. And I think we're, women are just ready. You know, we're ready to step up. We've been ready for a long time because it's not federally legal. I think that that also impacts certain opportunities as well. And I think yeah, with with COVID and people the last few years working from home more often, starting new businesses more often because the economy has changed. I think also that's opening up doors. It, there's yeah. flexibility in being a, a startup and a business owner. And you know, as as women, we have taken on the brunt of you know the the childcare and all the challenges that have come with COVID. And you know, we're trying to make it work and start businesses at the same time. And I just think that that's fantastic. I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy and, and proud to be part of that group. That's a, that's a perfect answer. If you ask me, there's nothing that I can add to that. And I think it's really cool that cannabis as kind of a newer industry that is presenting a lot of opportunities to a lot of people in a variety of forms that don't get the opportunities in, you know, traditional industries. So um, the cannabis industry is, is super cool. Uh, anyone who's listening, who fits into one of those categories is someone who doesn't feel like they're getting the right opportunities in, um, a traditional industry, I'd say, check out cannabis. I think there's, there's a lot of opportunities there across the board. Um, and obviously check out CCG, they are hiring. Um, <laughs> that is not a paid Absolutely. Ad. I completely agree. Yeah. Not a paid ad. Um, I'm not going to get, I hope the podcast doesn't get, <laughs> um, so I do want to just go into the last segment. It's a segment that I call canna or cannot, um, where you're going to tell me if you canna or cannot get behind the statements that I present to you. Sound good? Sounds good. Great. So we, we touched a little bit about, well, not a little bit, probably a lot on the online ordering, the, the e-commerce. So online ordering is as important for cannabis businesses as the in-store retail experience itself. Canna or cannot? Canna. Do you care to elaborate or that's just like short? <laughs> that's what I believe and there's nothing else I need to say. I, 
I was struggling with saying if it's more important or not. Um, this year, I think it has been more important. And I think, I think it's, yeah, it'll be an interesting balance. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I probably reworded that one about a hundred times because there was a lot of right. ways at the future. Is it now? Is it more important? Is it as important? But I think regardless, uh, we both agree that online ordering and, and e-commerce for cannabis is going to become a, a huge piece of the industry the same way that it has for restaurant retail. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we talked, uh, we touched a little bit previously about this and, and, and obviously in the last answer, we, we, we hinted at the in-store retail experience. Um, but I know you guys do, you know, not just, we talked a lot about the digital side of things, but you guys don't just do that. You do packaging, store build outs, all that sort of stuff. So interior design plays as vital a role for a cannabis dispensary as the basic branding and design elements you create for that retailer. Cannot or cannot? Cannot, yes. Um, and just to clarify, we we don't do the actual store build outs, um, but we work with construction companies and architects and help you know guide that from a branding right. perspective. But we help with everything from logo design to color palette that then gets translated into the physical store environment, yes. I appreciate that clarification um, because I didn't mean that you're actually physically out there. Josephine, hard hat on. <laughs> into the ground. Maybe, maybe in the future, we'll see. No, and that's, I think, you know, I think uh, one thing I know about you guys is you do a really good job finding the right partners for the things that you can't do. And that's what allows you to be very good at what you do do. So um, another shout out to the CCG team. Uh, number three, and I asked this last week and, and, and I'm going to use it again because I think it is super relevant again in this use case and, and with you. Paid advertising channels will become more friendly to cannabis, CBD, hemp, and other adjacent businesses before cannabis gets legalized at the federal level. Cannot or cannot? That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I would love to say cannot. Um, I, I, I don't think that that will happen before federal legalization happens. I think, uh, yes, things will open up and be friendlier, but in terms of fully opening up, approving of ads, I think that requires federal, federal legalization. That's why I went with more friendly. The wording was supposed to be open yes. to conversation. More friendly, canna, absolutely. Um, and as I, as as, yeah, and as we said, you know, we are capable of running ads for cannabis and CBD. And, and I think I am confident that it'll, it'll be easier and easier and it will open up. So fully opening up, the optimist in Josephine says cannot, the realist in Josephine says cannot. Exactly. <laughs> and I Nailed want to it. do one last cannot or cannot. And this is something that I ask everybody who ever comes on the podcast. Cannabis will be legalized at the federal level within the next three years, cannot or cannot? Cannot, yes, absolutely, yes. A lot of listeners are going to be very excited and um, probably hoping Josephine's going to run for office at some point here uh, so she can can sway that decision. But I think I tend to agree, um, and I think most people tend to agree. I started at the first episode with five years, and I slowly moved that to – that was too obvious, so I moved it into three, um, and we may have to maybe – slowly move that in as, as the optimists on the podcast, uh, continue to, to say, yeah, we, I mean, we've already come a long way since, uh, 
November 2020 with the states that have legalized most recently. And there are a lot more states in 2021 that are looking at legalizing. Um, and it has been a, a topic of conversation from the federal level as well. So I'm, I'm very confident that it'll happen soon. I'm excited for it. You heard it here first. <laughs> so before I let you run um, back to save the day for dispensaries, digital presidencies, um, where I'm going to give you a chance to just give a little plug of, of CCG and yourself. Where can people find uh, Cannabis Creative Group? Uh, where can people find Josephine's social channels, website, anywhere that they can reach you? You know, feel free to include as much or as little information as you want. Yeah, you can find us at um, CannabisCreative.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, uh, Cannabis Creative Group. And uh, we're also on Facebook, uh, Twitter, major players. Um, and yeah, please do reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. We're hiring, we're growing. And thank you, Alex. Really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, just want to give you a chance in case you wanted to add it. What's the best way for people to get in contact with Josephine directly if they want to speak with you? Yeah, you can reach out to me at uh, josephine at cannabiscreative.com. Awesome. Well, we... And it's uh, Josephine with an F. J-O-S-E-F-I-N-E, correct? Correct, yes. <laughs> the Danish way. The Viking way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate all your insights. We appreciate you joining us. I think you gave the audience a lot of information that they can use probably immediately and enough to chew on that might make them interested to learn more about marketing, advertising, CCG, cannabis in general. So thanks for joining us on the Grow Operation Podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Grow Operation Podcast. Stay tuned next time for more stories from the people building the business of cannabis.